You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. This is episode five of the Aligned Action Podcast, and the outer doubts pattern is our focus today. I'm going to be sharing with you all about comparison, imposter syndrome, and the problems with having shoulds. I know this pattern is really big with all of us entrepreneurs, but we're going to tackle it today. We're going to work through it together. Outer doubts is, as you might imagine, letting outside influences like other people's social media, reading people's sales pages, or email marketing that you get in your inbox. When you let that create doubts within you, you notice something that triggers a not enough feeling within you, a feeling like, oh, I should be doing that. Or even a, if I really knew what I was talking about, I would be doing that kind of feeling. Doesn't feel great for your mindset, right? This temptation to let these outer forces and outside influences dictate how you're feeling takes a huge toll on your self-trust, which really impacts how you feel about your business, as I'm sure you've noticed. Have you ever spent time on social media and felt worse after you started scrolling? I I have my hand up for reference. (laughs) If you have ever looked at social and felt less confident about what you're doing in your business after scrolling, that is that outer doubts pattern coming up for you. It is probably leaving you feeling confused, negative, self-critical, not enough, or overwhelmed. Before you think, oh, that's just a beginner business problem, I should be past this by now, let me tell you, I have been in some kind of business for four and a half years, in this business for three and a bit, and this pattern still comes up for me. If you're more experienced in business, you might shame yourself for not being over this, but I'm going to ask you to pause that judgment. And the reason why is this. I want you to remember that outer doubts, this whole pattern, it is just a business version of a high school popularity contest. Thinking that everyone else is cooler than you or wishing that you'd worn that outfit to the dance instead, sound familiar? You practiced that whole pattern back then of comparing yourself to others and deciding where the bar is for what success is supposed to look like. And now you're just replicating that pattern now in this stage of life, in entrepreneurship, in small business ownership. I did plenty of this back in high school, and I do plenty of this now. Back then, I was a Canadian band kid who, on the bus to the music festival in Saskatoon, was reading the McLean's University Review. So yeah, I had lots of thoughts on what popular was and how I wasn't So bringing it back to now is the most popular. It's just turned into who's the most successful chiropractor or podcast manager or tarot card reader. You might be comparing yourself to other chiros, other podcast managers, other card readers, trying to measure yourself based on how you think they're doing. 
Or you might be looking to what strategies they're using to tell you what you think you should be doing. Or maybe you're looking at anyone and everyone online, right? Maybe you are taking every single post that comes through your feed as a message or a marker for what you actually should be doing. The problem with this and this whole outer doubts pattern is that you get to be so busy looking out there that you're focusing on these outside influences instead of on your intuition. And the louder those outside voices are, the quieter your intuition is, the harder it gets to hear it. That's the struggle. The voice of your intuition is likely telling you it's okay, do things your way, chart your own path, you are good enough, you're on the right track, just stay with it. You are completely worthy of clients and you do know what you're doing. Except these outside influences make that inner voice hard to hear or impossible to hear. What you're left with is this feeling of everyone else knows what they're doing except me, which one, isn't true, and B, isn't helpful. What many of you might call imposter syndrome, I am going to call a destroyer of motivation and agency. It stops you from practicing skills, stops you from trying things out. It even stops you from doing what you know is best. All because that imposter syndrome comes up and it says, hey, someone else is doing this better than you. Or, hey, someone else is trying this, but you'll never be as good as them. Um, harsh, right? If you are going to succeed as a business owner, and I know that you are, you need to start reducing the frequency and the quantity of these outside influences. And this episode is going to tell you all about that. My number one tip to work with the outer doubts pattern is, I bet you can guess what's coming, reduce your inputs and even out your consumption versus creation ratio. If you're anything like me, you consume so much media and information, like think of all the things, social, uh, DMs, video content, audio content, courses, programs, freebies, it's endless that you start to lose sight of what thoughts are yours and what thoughts belong to other people. I use my notes app for everything and I've started having to write the word quote at the top when I'm writing someone else's words because I have trouble when I'm rereading knowing, was that mine or did I read that somewhere? Or did I hear that somewhere? Is that something that's meant to spark an idea later or is that an idea that I had that I have to write down? It is loud out there with all of what we're taking in. So reducing your inputs and evening out that consumption creation, there are two ways to go about this and only you know best what will work for you. Pay attention to what comes up in your body as I'm going through both. That can give you a hint towards what is going to be best. One way is a drastic reduction. Like I'm talking stop taking in information after 2 p.m. or take every second day off from consuming new information for a couple of weeks. I know it sounds like a lot, it sounds scary, but I promise that once you start taking away some of these inputs, you're going to create new mental space for yourself that is going to be so, so helpful. The other way of going about this is to take an accurate look at how much time you're currently spending taking in new information. This can be from any kind of media. Reduce that time by 30 minutes a day until it's at a more reasonable level. I'm going to tell you a story here to really drive this point home and why this is important, why it works. Back when I was a yoga business owner, I would drive for hours a day driving to small towns to teach. I would drive for an hour, unpack the mats, 
roll into the community center and pack it all up and head to the next town. I had about four hours a day most weekdays driving on the highway. I was listening to podcasts one episode after the other, not choosing episodes based on topic or what I needed to hear, but was just listening, you know, through someone's episode 234 through 237 as I drove. I would get stressed the more I drove, the more I listened. And by the time I got home that night, I had all of these conflicting voices telling me, what it was that I should focus on next. And I'd be sitting there thinking, should I be spending this next half hour on Facebook marketing or should I be trying to engage in this in this group or should I be learning about Pinterest strategy? I wouldn't know what my next step was because I was listening to all of the advice from all of the places. I had this realization at one point driving in the car that, hey, maybe this isn't so good for me. Maybe I need to take more time doing and less time listening. Maybe I need to take time and listen to what my inner voice is telling me instead of just listening to the outside voices on these shows. Even though they're good voices and they mean well, it was just too much for me to take in. I cut myself off from podcasts in the car and I actually encouraged myself to start dictating blog posts instead. I would turn my voice recorder on and it would transcribe as I talked. And what I was trying to do was switch my mind from four hours of intake of information a day to four hours of creation of content and listening to my own thoughts. And the lesson that I learned is this, when you press pause on all of these inputs, You are making space for your own voice. Now, did I actually write that many blog posts in these four hours a day when I was dictating? No, not necessarily, but that wasn't the point. It wasn't about uh, increasing my output. It was about bringing it back to a more reasonable level, evening out that consumption versus creation. It was about devoting as much time to taking in information as it was to actively doing something, anything that was action oriented. So for you, this could be working for an hour on writing a sales page after listening to a podcast episode. It could be journaling after reading many blog articles. It could be going for a walk after researching payment systems, for example. It's even better if you link what you're actioning on to the information that you were just taking in. Like if after this episode, you journal about when the outer doubts pattern comes up for you the most and you make a plan to implement the tips that'll work best. Just a thought. Stop taking in information that isn't directly related to the step you're on right now. I wish I could go back in time and tell me this advice back when I was in my yoga days. Stop listening to podcasts about scaling when you are having trouble making a consistent $1,000 a month. I just wasn't there yet. And by allowing that information in, it was cluttering up my mental space even more and stopping me from taking action. So for you, if you are not currently using Clubhouse as a marketing tool and you don't have the space to add it, don't do any research on it. Just skip that episode Scroll past it in your feed, ignore the clubhouse tips because what's happening is that it's adding to your plate on a subconscious level. When the advice doesn't even apply to where you're currently at, it's a drain on your energy and an addition to your mental load that I promise you, you do not need. Okay, tip number two. Every time a should comes up, it's probably coming from an outside source rather than an inner voice. This is a moment to start asking yourself questions. Be inquisitive, starting on that self-inquiry. 
I'm going to give you a list of questions and then I'm going to take you through two real life examples from service-based business owners. The questions are, does this advice even apply to me and my business? Is it the right time for me to be taking in this information? Do I trust and respect this source? Does this should activity match my values? Would my ideal client appreciate this? And lastly, do I believe this will truly help me move forward? I know they're big questions. I'm going to make it real by giving you two different examples. Let's say that you are a virtual assistant and you're considering advertising in an online directory of sorts where potential clients can search through and learn more about you and click through to book a call. So the should here in this example is, I know I should be advertising online to get more clients, okay? And as a VA, you're getting this should because you saw a sponsored Facebook post, let's say, about how VAs can find clients by being part of this agency. As a virtual assistant, you're asking yourself, first off, does this advice even apply to me and my business? In this case, the post is about VAs. It is about advertising online. It is about finding clients. So let's say that this is a yes, this advice does apply. Next question. Is it the right time for me to be taking in this information? So if this VA currently needs clients and needs help with lead generation, they don't have as many clients as they want, then yes, that would be the right time. Do I trust and respect this source? So maybe this sponsored post is someone that they already follow, that they're already familiar with. So the answer could be yes, or it could be an unknown. And the answer is no, only you can, or only this VA can know if, if this is a trusted and respected source. Does this should activity match my values? Can you see from this sponsored post or from the rest of their profile that they feel the same way about business as you do, that what you think is important, they think is important? Okay, this VA is going to take a look at that before answering this question. Would my ideal client appreciate this? In this example, the ideal client would be browsing through this site and it would probably make their journey to finding a virtual assistant that matches with them easier. So maybe the answer to this one is yes. And lastly, do I believe this truly will help me move forward? Do you, or does this VA instinctively get the impression when they're looking at this online directory, when they're browsing through, do they get the impression that this is the kind of client they want to work with who is going to be browsing here, that this is the right strategy for them based on their strengths, their weaknesses as an entrepreneur, their unique skill sets? Does this kind of strategy actually make sense for them and will help them move forward? I'll give you one more example. Let's say that you are a gut health coach. Let's go with that. You're thinking of partnering with a company, with a vitamin company, because you've seen other coaches do this and you just scrolled past one of those kind of influencer type ads. So let's go through the questions as though you were this gut health coach. The first question, does this advice even apply to me and my business? So in this case, the advice is coming from themselves uh, because it's rooted in comparison. Somebody else, another gut health coach sharing about vitamins. This is applicable to this gut health coach and their business because it's the same uh, niche. Question two, is it the right time for me to be taking in this information? 
In this case, you might think about what kind of day are you having? Are you having a generally positive day? Is this coming from a a feeling of excitement? Or are you feeling negative and having a difficult day? And it's not the right time to be taking in information from your competitor because it's clouding your vision, possibly. Remember, only you can answer that. Do I trust and respect this source? This is when you get to critically examine, does this competitor who is being a rep for these vitamins, do I trust and respect them as a source? Do I respect them as a business owner and is it in line with how I want to do business? Do I respect this company that they're working with or is there even a company that I respect well enough to partner with? All of this kind of self-inquiry will help lead to your decision-making. Going forward with all of the questions is a way to do a gut check. I didn't even plan that pun. To do a gut check of, does this feel right for me? Is this a should based in positivity of, oh, I really should be doing that because it's something that feels good? Or is it a should that is based in negativity of, I should be doing this just because I see somebody else doing it? Which leads us to tip number three. Stop looking for the recipe or the secret to success and imagining that the secret to your success is found in someone else's business or in someone's one-size-fits-all type program. Avoid idolizing business owners, specifically coaches and mentors, who tell you that you have to do things their way or that you should do such and such a thing or that they alone have the recipe or secret to success. The trouble with this concept of a secret or a recipe is that there's an implication that there's a strategy to follow and that if you follow it and you and it doesn't work for you, that there's something wrong with you. And also that if you don't follow it, you're avoiding best practices or good advice. This idea of the secret or the recipe or whatever, it always makes you the problem, not the strategy itself. That's problematic for so many ways that I'm sure I'll get into in another episode at some point. But for today, keep in mind that the secret or the recipe is is just leading to more rules. And the reality is that there are no rules in small business, in entrepreneurship, except for the rules of being kind and ethical, of course. Those are important. But beyond that, There are no rules to online business. I was just discussing this with a client the other day and we had a really fascinating conversation about this. When you start some kind of traditional job in general, there is often a training manual or a course or a set of videos to watch or at the very least some kind of mentorship or training session. There's typically some kind of job description to follow. There's a set of actions or strategies in order to be successful in that role, in that job position. With small business ownership, there is no such manual. There are no such rules. There's nothing pre-prescribed laid out for you that is going to dictate your success going forward because it is all very unique and individualized, which is it's a benefit, but also it's stressful. The fact that there is no manual and we're all looking for some kind of manual when we're first starting our businesses, it is leading us to use social media as our manual. The problem is that we are also using social media as our performance review, as our book of tools, and as our resource binder, and as our therapist. Really, we're asking a lot of this one very unregulated tool. We're asking it to have too much of a place of importance in our business strategy. 
If you are exclusively looking to social media to tell you what to do in building a business, this outer doubts pattern is bound to come up. I would recommend getting some kind of feedback, mentorship, or coaching as soon as it feels right for you and it's accessible because this is going to get you further ahead than those one size fits all type offers that I was mentioning earlier. A lot of these programs go only in one direction. They're flowing information to you. You'll want to look for courses and group programs that also have some kind of connection and interaction with the business owner themselves, or at least some hired coaches within the program so that they can get context of what is going on in your unique business so that you can get personalized advice and custom feedback. Without this, you're left to interpret how this information applies to you on your own. That's what you're doing with social media, right? You're thinking, okay, I'm seeing this business owner do this. How does this apply to me? That's particularly difficult when you're new to business. I'm not going to interrupt this episode with an ad break, but I am going to give a shameless plug for my program, the Aligned Action Workshop. In that offer, I teach you how to find your own way through common decisions that business owners are likely to face in the first few years. In addition to eight modules worth of content, you also get the information flowing the other way. You get access to an exclusive Slack group for as long as you want during and after the program. So no matter when you're registering for Aligned Action, you can ask me questions for your specific business situation. You'll get help from me in coming up with your own next steps. The workshop is a low ticket offer that, although it probably should be hundreds of dollars, is only $47 Canadian. And I've priced it that way because I want as many business owners as possible to have this tool as early in their business journey as possible. You can sign up for the Aligned Action Workshop if it feels right for you by looking in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at clearcourtscreative.co slash five. Next up for the outer doubts pattern fixes is number four. Predictably, one of the remedies for being too outer focused is to be a little more inner focused. In this exercise, we are going to introduce the shoulds, the comparison thoughts, the imposter syndrome. We're going to introduce them to your values and to your core desired feelings. Now, if that brought up feelings of panic, don't worry, take a deep breath. We're going to go through this in the exercise and you're going to be just fine. As with any of the exercises on the Aligned Action podcast, you can always skip through them if you're not in a place to do the exercise right now. And then inside the Cleary Club, you can find the audio for just the exercise part isolated from the rest of the podcast. So if it's not convenient to do it now, you can skip it and come back to the exercise later. If you are doing the exercise now, start to get yourself settled in. Begin to take some deep breaths. Notice how you're feeling in your body. Allow some of the tension from your day to evaporate. Start to feel more grounded with each exhalation. Release your shoulders away from your ears. Relax your elbows and your fingertips down. your neck from side to side if that feels good. 
from this place of comfort, begin to conjure up your values. If you know your business values already, bring those words to mind. And if you don't know your business values yet, all good. Think about what is most important to you in regular life and in business. As you're thinking of these values, think about what your business would be like without your focus on these important points. And think about why you don't want it to be that way. Why is your way right for you? Allow that to lead into how you want to feel instead. When you're living in those values, how do you want to feel? What feelings do you want to make space for? And lastly, how do you want to feel in the day-to-day of running your business? Now that you have a good sense of your feelings and your values and you know what you truly want to feel, think of the most recent time when you felt like you should do something, whether that was based in comparison or imposter syndrome. Choose your should. And now ask yourself, does this should match with my values? Does this get me closer to my desired feelings? Turn around this idea in your mind like you would a feather in your hand. Does this match your values? Does this should get you closer to how you want to feel? The intuitive answer that you get is the right one. Either you determine that this should does match your values and it does get you closer to how you want to feel or it doesn't. This is the test that you can use to mindfully assess which shoulds are right for you and which ones you can safely leave behind. work. Take a few more rounds of breath to regulate yourself. And be confident in the answer that your body and your feelings gave you in terms of this should. Begin to blink open your eyes and commit to following that message from your intuition. Sit comfortably in that awareness. Listen to the action steps that will move you forward after listening to this episode. Number one, reduce your inputs and even out your consumption versus creation ratio. Number two, when you notice shoulds coming up, choose one of the following strategies. Think through what's right for you through self-inquiry. That's asking yourself the questions from back in tip number two. 
You can also find a list of these questions in a free PDF inside the Cleary Club at clearcourtscreative.co slash five for episode five's resources. Number three, you can redo the meditation to feel through what's right for you if that strategy felt better. And that audio file is also found inside the Cleary Club. Number four, notice when you are buying into the idea of there being a secret, a recipe, or some sort of cookie cutter path forward in business. Invest in resources and offers that give you access to information and mentorship or coaching. If the Aligned Action Workshop sounded like a good fit for you, you can check that out via a link in this episode's show notes. You will keep developing the skills to tackle this outer doubts pattern when it comes up. You're going to grow to believe in yourself more and more as you use these strategies and you get more comfortable with them. I believe in you. Now you start believing that too. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.